Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. On. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I had the pleasure of interviewing Trey Gibson. Trey is the CEO of Spadio. Spadio is a sales tracking and territory management solution for field sales teams. Even though reps have a CRM, a quota, and a territory, there are no real software tools to understand the actual productivity that outside sales reps have in the field. Spadio's GPS-powered application gives you immediate insight into precisely what's going on in the field in real time with analytics that show why some reps are successful and some are not. The net effect is that you're able to ramp new reps faster, get more productivity from your outside sales team, more accurate forecasts, with less management frustration. Trey, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Glad to be here, Morgan. Thanks for having me. I am doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day here, so that's always a good thing. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to hear it. So can you kind of walk us through you know, your background and how it's led to what you're doing now over at Spadio? Yeah, so Spadio is a technology company, but I have zero technology background. I actually come from a home improvement background, so construction. Uh, started off out of college, um, st- running an insulation company, uh, spray foam insulation, and you know, basically always had sales teams that I was either responsible for managing or that we had. And and our sales teams worked out in the field, so uh, they would go and either sell to homeowners or other businesses. But there was a field sales team, and so that kind of led me up to the idea of um, we had Salesforce.com as our CRM at my at my last home improvement company, and the reps just didn't want to use it. And so we had very inaccurate information. We didn't know how the territories were being worked, uh, who was being contacted, who needed to be to revisit again. It just became a tool that our sales team loathed using, and they would only put information in there right before the deal closed. And so we had uh, you know, two to three employees whose sole job it was to compile this information from put it in spreadsheets, make phone calls, who you talking to out there, where are you working? And then get it back to us as a leadership team. And by the time you got that, it was just worthless. And so kind of the idea came then that maybe there's a better way to, to do this. Awesome. And I want to go a little bit into, I think that every sales team or every sales manager, anyone who's in charge of salespeople has the problem of people not using the CRM or, or not using it correctly, not logging their activity 
what types of challenges do you feel that you faced as in having an outside sales team that were a little bit different when it comes to uh, inside sales teams and using a CRM uh, tracking their activity? What were some things that were pretty unique? For field sales, a lot of times they're using post-it notes and Excel spreadsheets. And when you do roll out a CRM, it's a completely different change. It's like going from the medieval ages up into current and it's a big jump. And so what I've found that works really well is you have to first explain to the rep and the sales team why this is a benefit to them. Uh, in today's environment, you know, you have to follow up with prospects multiple, multiple times in order to move that deal closer to a close. And so a CRM is going to allow you to do that. And we have an inside sales team here at Spotio. And so we use Salesforce internally. I'm very familiar with it. And so when we roll out a new piece of software, and this is what we encourage our customers to do also, is is it's not an option to use this at Spot. You know, we have tools we provide you at Spotio for our sales team. And it's not like a, hey, I don't want to use that. It's like, no, you're going, this is how we do it here. It's not an option. And what we see so often from our customers that are implementing new technology is they really let the team decide if they're going to use it. And so they'll say, oh, well, we'll, we'll roll out this uh, piece of technology and we'll, we'll see how the team likes it. And, you know, people don't like change, right? What's the likelihood right. of them re- fully adopting it and jumping all in and really learning it and, and adopting it? It's not high. Customers, the Spotio customers we've seen that have the highest level success of adopting technology, it is a requirement from the top down. It's a team. We bought this. We're implementing this software for your benefit. Here's why. A, B, and C. We're going to do great training on it. We put together this manual for you, whatever, but it is not an option. We will be using this. When you force that adoption, uh, it's a much higher likelihood of happening. And then in return, you know, you get that adoption and you start um, getting great, getting good input into your uh, CRM from that point. Awesome. And you mentioned training and manuals. When it comes to rolling out a um, CRM solution or any new software solution for a sales team, but let's go with CRM since we're on that. What types of training or onboarding type materials or workshops or anything have you seen that's that's effective with getting reps into good habits when it comes to using new technology? Yeah, that's a good question because on every software's website, there's a knowledge base and the knowledge base has some good articles. And so what we've done and what we do internally and what we suggest our customers to do is use the stuff that's already created as much as you can. So that'll get you, you know, 60, 75% of the way. Here's how to log in. Here's how to, you know, do whatever you you got, the the high level stuff. But what is very important is you create uh, specific training for your account. So let's say you set up a CRM, everybody's Salesforce account or Spotio account is going to be completely different. So at some point you Mm -hmm. need to make your own. And what we found works are things like GIFs. Uh, There's free GIF makers out there. You can do screen recordings and you just do three to five minute videos of snippets on that. And you can even load those into a Google drive and share that out with your team. And it's kind of a pain in the butt at first, you know, you're like, Hey, why why am I sitting here recording these videos? But you do it once. And then anytime you hire someone new, you just have that backlog of uh, content right there. Like, Hey, here's how we do it here at our company, go watch this and they'll be up and running. And then therefore, if they have questions going forward, you know, you always have your best practices to refer back to. Awesome. So you're using the established knowledge base or established, you know, FAQ database that the solution provider already has for those broad type 
uh, general questions and then you're creating specific, you know, strategic or tactical information or instructions for things that are specific for your company and your team. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Great advice. I'm interested to see or hear what types of trends are you seeing in the marketplace when it comes to marketing and sales technology? This could be, you know, things that you are doing under the Spotio roof um, with your team that are working or things you're seeing your users doing that are, are working well for them. I'm interested to hear what kind of has popped up lately. One thing that just came across my radar recently that seems pretty cool is for our sales team internally is we make a ton of cold calls and we use outreach. We have Salesforce outreach connected to Salesforce. And, and so that's how we've been doing it. We listen to a ton of phone calls. We, our reps like to, uh, there's a LinkedIn post I saw yesterday about, you know, do y'all record phone calls and do your reps like it? Well, we do and our reps love it because we use it to provide good coaching and they coach themselves and listen to it. A piece of technology that's come across my radar recently, I actually have a demo with them later today, is Gong. So they take these phone calls okay. and, and have some artificial AI technology to tell you insights into what's going on in that conversation, which, which seems really cool because we, you know, listen to a phone call can take 20 minutes out of your day. I can only listen to so many of those phone calls while, while doing everything else I have to do. And I haven't seen the full product yet, but apparently this, this kind of takes it down and, and gives you those insights at, at a glance versus spending that 20 minutes uh, listening to it. Interesting. What are some things that you've noticed when listening to your reps' phone calls that kind of were surprising or, or things that you would have never come across if you hadn't been doing that due diligence and listening to the actual conversation. Yeah, this is crazy. And I have kind of two points I'll touch on here. One, well, first off, we started working with a consultant to help us with our outbound. And he's, you know, we're, we've had a ton of inbound leads over the years, and that's been great. And we're kind of going after a new market. So we hired a consultant and he broke our outreach, like our call results into the state, how far we got down into the call. So for instance, you have an opener. Hey, this is Trey with Spotio. Can I have a few seconds of your time? Right. Then you have like a quick pitch. And then, so there's four or five different steps of this cold call getting down to booked meeting. And so it's almost like a funnel. So wherever you leave off in the call, that's where you mark it. And so it tells you, if you're hanging up on me after I introduce myself, well, I know something's wrong, right? I'm, I'm saying something, I might even get right. you to listen to my pitch. And so that really, let, we run these numbers at the end of each week, and it lets you understand where exactly in the phone call are you losing them. And that's where you know to go back and tweet. It's an iterative process. You always have to be changing, massaging what words are working, what, what aren't. So that's kind of step one, just on a tactical level, is, is tracking these calls, not looking at it from okay, I made a phone call, did it close? But there's micro steps amongst that whole cold call that you can track and learn where people are either uh, falling out or, or moving forward. That's one. The next one is um, when you have a standard process, and we have five people in our office here doing the standard process, is how much of a difference tone makes. You, I could write wow, a research, absolutely. Harvard Business Review research paper on tone. I'll give you an example. Uh, we have four, five people calling and the tone that we found works the best is just like you and I are talking right now. Uh, like you're talking to a friend, a professional conversation with a friend. We're both relaxed. We're just having a conversation. Whereas we had some reps that were overexcited, like, hey, Morgan Trey with Spadio reaching out to, you know, really high energy yeah. and that wasn't working. We had some that were just very direct. Oh, this is Trey with Spadio calling, you know, and and the guy, these are most junior um, 
rep on the whole team. As a matter of fact, he's our SDR, handles our inbound lead. He's like, hey, I want to start making some cold calls. And the dude just has killer tone, just like we're talking. And he gets on and I think set six meetings his first week. And I was looking at this going, this is insane. We're all saying the same thing, but this guy got all the way set six meetings specifically based on tone. And it was just a relaxed conversational tone like you're like we're having right now. So Mm -hmm. yeah, those are two things that, that I've learned big time just in this past month. Yeah. And with, I want to touch on both these, but with tonality, I'm so glad you said that because that is something that I've only seen in one form of sales training before. Um, some of Jordan Belfort sales training, but it's everything when it comes to making sales over the phone, because, you know, of course, when you're in person with someone, you have body language, which is massive, you know, subconscious communication. But when you're on the phone, you don't have that. It's all about tonality and not just what you say, but how you say it. And that comes, you know, come along with being conversational, relaxed, um, having confidence on the phone. So a hundred percent, I agree with that. I want to go into both those real quick and see. So when you were, the first thing you mentioned when it breaking the cold call down into a funnel, basically looking at these types of micro conversion points, are you looking at the call time and seeing, okay, this is where the times are, are, since we're doing the same script, the times are, people are kind of hitting the same points in the script during, you know, uh, specific second marks or whatever. And were you looking at that and then kind of listening to the call there? How did you first kind of start to break down, see where the leak was. We base it off of a talk track, you know, it's script. Some people think it's a bad word. I'm actually a fan of it. We let each rep kind of put their own spin on it, put it in your own words, but each call has a certain flow to it. So we have an mm-hmm. intro, we have a hook, we have a quick pitch, we have the questions, and then we have the close. And so as I go through the call, if I make the quick pitch and you say not interested and hang up, then I mark that call as quick pitch. So it's like a funnel, you know, for instance, one of our reps was getting all the way up to the close like seven to eight times a week. That's hard. These days, it's really hard to get someone on the phone. And when you yeah. do, you better be sharp as a tack because Absolutely. everybody and their mom's calling them. So you, you need to know your stuff when you're on the phone with them. And so one of our reps was getting all the way down to the close. And we could see that based on their call results. And so what we need to do is just work on that specific part. She was engaging them. She was able to have good conversations. She was asking the questions. But when she went to book the meeting, they were falling out. And so that's what we're identifying now is diving in and listening to those specific calls, you know, to see, okay, what are you saying at the end? And now we know where we need to go. Like we fast forwarded kind of to the end and see, all right, what are you saying there? And a lot of times it's uh, versus what we've seen in the past is reps just aren't asking for the meeting, right? You know, I don't even have a 15 minute conversation. Yeah. Five minutes. Hey, let's not learn about your kids and your family. I'm not doing a discovery here. I'm selling the meeting. And so that's the whole point is, Okay, ask for the meeting. And, you know, that let's start there. Just ask them for it. Great. Sounds like this time would be valuable. 15 minutes. Uh, do you have it time on uh, Thursday afternoon? You know, ask for it. And so that was one thing we saw was um, a lot of the reps are just continuing to blab on about stuff that, that didn't matter. You can talk yourself out of an appointment really dang quick. Absolutely. And, and it can be lost in that kind of exchange, right? Are you available this time, this day? No. What about now? No. Da, 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 da. Oh, well, you know, just follow up later. It's extremely important to nail that dismount, right? You can mm-hmm. do as many flips in the air as you want, but if you fall, you're not getting a good score there. Okay, awesome. 
when it comes to the tonality piece, having the right tone to influence and persuade, how have you worked with people who need help? I mean, everybody needs help on tonality, no matter where how good you are. It's something you can always improve. But how have you worked with people who have to shape their tonality and mold it to be more persuasive? Yeah, it's, I've seen it from both angles. We have one person on our team that's kind of more of a flat, not bunch of expression or modulation, as you call it, up and down. And I think it's really hard to force somebody to do something that's not natural for them. Yeah. That's the challenge is, is am I going to work with someone to make it so it's, it, they're not even going to sound like themselves. They say, and they have to put on like an act. You know, I, I think that's the wrong way of going about it. It's let's look at the individual and try to make the best tone we can for them. And what we've seen, especially with this, because we're really intense into these cold calls right now is the conversational and relaxed tone, deliberate words, uh, remove the fluff words. We don't need them. That's kind of what's affected. What is being effective is just more of the slow it down, deliberate, and not so excited all the time. You know, I think we've seen these movies like Wolf of Wall Street where they're all standing up and yelling on the phone and, you know, high-fiving and super high energy. And, well, that must be how it is. You know, no, it's really not. The most effective tone that we've seen is just conversation relaxed. So it's working with that individual in order to just bring that out of them. But it's hard to change someone's tone if they've been talking this way for for 30 years to just change it in a month. And what we do is we listen to calls. We listen to each other's calls. We play calls in training. And, you know, it's hard to listen to you. Nobody likes to hear yourself on the phone. I hate hearing my voice. But I think... Yeah, I won't listen to this podcast because I don't like hearing my voice. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. if you get buy-in from your team, if you have a, a comfortable environment where everyone feels safe, we're not picking on you. This is so we can yes. all get better. And if you have that safe environment, which we do here at Spotio and, and you should too at whatever company you're at, it's all about collaboration and improvement. And so that will allow the team to be humble and be open to receiving coaching from their peers. Yeah. And that's one of those, it's like the area that you don't think about. Like I always thought about like, um, you know, how popular the open office spaces are now. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it for SDRs, you know, especially some who are more green or they're still kind of in the early stages. There's an element of cold calling where you're, you're always going to be a little bit nervous when calling someone. But also, you're a little bit nervous because, you know, you don't want to sound stupid in front of everybody, right? So it's, if you don't, and everybody feels that way, but you know how it is, you know, you're not thinking about that. You just think about how you're feeling yourself, like, oh, you know, I don't want to look stupid. And um, that can affect performance too, you know? So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, that kind of culture piece of not just company culture, but cold calling culture. Like, you know, this is something we got to do. It's important and it's hard. It's hard. And, you know, everyone's going to sound stupid from now and, and then, but it's, we're all just trying to get better. So awesome. I'm glad you mentioned some great, great information there. I heard you use that term sharp as attack too. Is that from the Belfort training? That's Maybe. I, I did listen. To, I listened to his book and I really liked it. Talking it's more so about good. tone than, than anything I've ever heard. So I, I, but I still haven't found, I look for it. Cause after I listened to that book, I was like, Ooh, maybe there's some tone training out there. I've never been able to find sales tone training. You can read it. What the hell is good reading about tone? I need to hear it, yeah. right? Like I don't want to read a blog post about tone. I want to hear like someone go into like I don't know. Anyway, that's a side note, but some tone training would be really cool. 
Absolutely. For any consultants listening, I think you <laughs> yeah. just stumbled across a little niche there. Yeah, just coming in sure. on, you know, five, ten percent will be good. Standard, standard five <laughs> to ten. Awesome, man. I want to take out this kind of last segment we have here to talk about Spotio. Just, you know, more information you want to give about the software, how your customers are using it, some things you got on your roadmap, just anything you kind of want to give the audience a, a heads up about. Yeah. So imagine all the things we just talked about are ways that managers and reps of inside sales teams can improve. We've gone through things like call dispositions down to the micro steps inside of a cold call to listening to calls and all that. So we can make our sales reps, get them up to speed, ramp them up and make them successful. Inside sales teams have it easy. You know, and our premise is that outside sales teams are set up to fail. If you've ever ran a field sales team or been a field sales rep, you're basically out there by yourself. You get a a week of classroom training, and then you're dumped out into the world to go and figure it out on your own. As a manager, the only way I know what you're saying or what you're doing or the success you have or are not having is if I go right along with you, and that is just not scalable. And so with the tools available, the inside sales CRMs, I love Salesforce to death. We use it internally but it's not built for field sales teams. There's really mm-hmm. no CRM built for them. And so that's kind of where Spotio fits in is, is we bolt on to dozens of CRMs and some of our customers use us as their solution. And we are a tool designed for field sales reps. It makes them more efficient. And so as a rep, I can have a tool that I can uncover new opportunities. I can route to my appointments. I can get a mileage log of where I've been. I know who I need to visit, what prospects are around me that I haven't touched in two weeks, and I can find them. And then as a manager, uh, I see all of this in real time so I can coach my team to make them more successful. So we're just trying to give tools and insights that have never been had before for field sales teams. And the results are incredible. So we did a customer survey recently, 900 responses. And this sounds crazy, but I'll give you two stories is they reported on average after implementing Spotio, there was a 23% increase in revenue from their sales team, a 46% increase in productivity, which resulted in a 14% decrease in turnover, right? Reps turn over because they don't think they can be successful or they're not successful. And so I thought that was cool. We got a survey back. I was like, yeah, but you know, so what? And then we had another customer, huge company, billion dollar company, come in and tried Spotio out with one of their field sales teams, 20 people. They did a three-month trial and they saw a 21% increase in revenue. So that told me these are two completely independent things. That must be real. Like that's crazy. A 21% increase in revenue from a team of 20. So now we're in the process of rolling it out to all 600 of their field sales reps. So why are people seeing those results? Well, you're finally giving your team a tool that's going to help them be more successful versus just slow them down and give them more admin work at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. That is awesome. So I wrote down some notes here, just the numbers you have for like percentage increases and you had, you know, percentage decrease in turnover when it comes to using it. So can you kind of give us like a a breakdown of like, what's the day in the life for a rep or for a manager using Spotty on kind of how they interact with the software and how works? Yeah. So we have two different customer segments. One is what we call B2C. So there are businesses that sell to consumers. You'll call like door-to-door solar companies, home improvement. We have hundreds of those around the world. And then we have um, companies that sell B2B. So let's take an example. 
of I am a, a distribution company and I represent a, a product and I sell to dentist office. We just brought one of these on. And so and I'm going to visit all the dentist office in my territory. Let's say I own DFW territory. So I can pull up Spotio and I can search Google places. I want to find all the dentist office around me. I type it in. You'll be amazed how many dentist offices are within a one mile radius of, of where you're at. There might be three. <laughs> And so with a tap of two, mm. two taps, I just add those as leads in Spotio. One more tap, I say, I want to visit there. So it routes me to all these dentist offices. I go in, I you know, go in the front door, introduce myself to the secretary or whatever. I can log a visit, shows that I was there. Date and time I was there, I take notes on it. And so all of this takes you know, tops 20, 30 seconds. I can use voice to speech to log my notes as I go about my day. So it's like a, I'm logging my, just like, you know, we log our calls into Salesforce, you're logging your visits and your calls into Spotio. So it's map based. So it's all like geolocation. I know where I'm at. And then and it, all this feeds back into, you know, central kind of uh, web interface where the sales leadership can see everything that's going on. How are we getting territory penetration? What our accounts have not visited? in a couple of weeks? What are our conversion metrics? Uh, how can I help uh, these reps that have a ton of contacts to the secretary, but are not moving them to the next step, which is meeting with a decision maker. So instead of like guessing about where a rep is succeeding or failing, you can know based on uh, real data. Mm, mm, very helpful. Are you guys working on anything for, or I'm sure you're working on stuff, but I should ask, what are you guys working on for the future? What are some ideas you have about how to make this software better? What's kind of like the roadmap look like? Well, let me see. Let me think. We just went through this today without giving too much of our secret sauce away. What we're going to be working on in the future is, well, like a communication platform. So like we use outreach right now, you know, and I can call it outreach and it logs all my calls back to Salesforce. So I can run reports on, you know, when, how many touches have I had? Have I actually spoken to this person? We'd like to see that on a field app level. So I can call out of uh, Spotio and records back, creates an activity uh, onto that lead inside Spotio. So I know when, not only when I visited them, but when I called them and then can potentially even have a recording of that call, depending on you know what state and country you're in, but even have a recording of that call, much like we do with our tools. Gotcha. So providing that additional context for the field sales reps. Yep. Okay. Perfect, man. I love it. I love it. Well, Trey, it's been so great speaking with you today, learning about how your customers are using Spotio to improve their businesses and sales and how what you guys are doing internally in order to uh, you know, advance the business. Where can people get in touch with you? How can they reach you if they want to talk about some things from the show, want to talk about um, interested in, in checking Spotio out? What are some ways to get in touch with you? If you want to check out Spotio, the quickest thing to do is just go to our website and hit the request demo button. That comes into our team here. And if they don't call you within a few minutes, then feel free to bust their chops when, when you get them on the phone. We try to be really <laughs> on top of that stuff. <laughs> if you just wanted to talk to me personally for some reason, um, you can email me at Trey, T-R-E-Y at Spotio.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm spending more and more time on LinkedIn. So feel free to, to message me there too. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, Trey, great having you on, man. I really do appreciate it. Some great insights you shared today. Certainly. Thanks, Morgan. Awesome. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.